Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark, and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. College basketball heat check. We're back with my man Eli doing it again. What's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm excited for another interview. We got another good guest on and excited to get going. Yeah, I'll let you introduce. Uh, I'll just say, yeah, if you don't know the name, you need to. And if you don't know the resume, check the stats. I'll let Eli introduce him. Yeah, we're uh, really excited to have Jeremy Pope on from Portland. Uh, Portland's been off to a really good start this season, program that's uh, you know, reinvented themselves and a new head coach. And we're really excited to have Jeremy on and, and uh, discuss what it's like to be a pilot. Yeah, let's do it. Jeremy Pope, ladies and gentlemen. Pope, what up, man? Good morning, guys. How are you guys doing this morning? We're good, man. We're going to get you in this hot seat real quick. There you go. You want to have back before you? Got my fatigue. Oh, war. We ready. All right, let's this do it. Big time stuff. Let me lock in. This big time stuff here. <laughs> Oh man, so Jeremy Pope. So I'll start off with just your career. We'll talk with this. This is your first division one job as an assistant, correct? Correct. Did some time in the prep circuit, did some time as a GA, did some time before that. Then mm -hmm. after you got hired, before you got to be a, I guess officially in a season, you coached a team and won a championship this summer. So let's talk about Jeremy Pope for a second, then we'll get to the pilots, then we'll get to your head coach. Tell us about your journey and ended talking about kind of the TBT team? Uh, man, my journey. I mean, I wanted to be a, a, a basketball coach from the time I was about seven years old. Uh, I always knew that, you know, I wanted to be around the game for a long time. Uh, I didn't see my life without it. So that's kind of just how the, the I guess, the dream started to get to this point. Um, I started off coaching, volunteer. I started off volunteering in high school basketball at Mayfair High School with Tony Davis, who, came to my high school program as an assistant when I was a freshman. And then by the time I was a senior, he was a, uh, he was our head coach and he's still there today. And um, I volunteer with him. I also coached with uh, Los Angeles Rockfish, which was the AAU program that I played for growing up. 
Uh, Dave Burnett was running that program since 1984, if I'm correct. Uh, and I was in that phase when I got done playing college basketball, still trying to play. And Dave, as always, pushes me into things, and they usually work. And uh, I remember him telling me when we had K.A. Clark, like, man, I got a, I got a young guard that, that you should come train with and work out with. And eventually that led into me coaching. Um, that probably was Dave's plan from the jump. So that's kind of how that went. I was doing high school at AAU. I did that for about two and a half, three years. And then I left and went to UW as a GA. Uh, I got on with Coach Hopkins in his first year at UW. Uh, we won 21 games, went to the NIT, had a good year. From there, he sent me off to one of his former players' father, which was Tony McIntyre. He's uh, the father of Tyler Ennis. Um, I coached at Orangeville Prep with him uh, for two years. And Coach Hop just basically told me that me and Tony's personalities, like, We'd be great for each other. Tony understands it. He gets it. He wants a guy like within my mode to come to his program in Canada and help his guys and help him and, uh, you know, just get in the weeds and, and help him figure that deal out. Uh, in which it was already kind of rolling, but, you know, he wanted just a fresh pair of eyes and, a, you know, that kind of deal. So that worked out. I was there in Canada for two years. I left Canada, um, I want to say March 2020 when the pandemic hit. Uh, I went on the Arizona Compass from there. Uh, we had a great time together. Coach Ed Gibson and Coach P. Caffey, I mean, they're those two high-level dudes in, in high school elite basketball. Uh, they took me in. They're big brothers. They allowed me to come in and do my thing. Uh, those two are the most loyal dudes that I know. We talk all the time still to this day. Uh, Geico, national semifinals, lost to the eventual champion, my Verd. Uh, and my Verd actually was the only team we lost to last year. We lost to them twice. Uh, I know Ty Ty's probably still mad about that. So, uh, but we had a great time. That that was a really great 10 to 11 months um, that I spent in Arizona. Um, and I did it with some guys who I'm going to talk to and and I trust for the rest of my life. Um, and then from there, uh, Coach Leggins hires me at the University of Portland. Um, they lost to Kansas on a Saturday. And then he called me on a Tuesday night and offered me the job. And, that was kind of all she wrote, B. Yeah, well said. How did uh did you know Coach Leggins? Did he did he already recruit your programs that you had worked in, whether it's AZ or anywhere along the way, or was it just kind of Orangeville, or was it just uh him knowing you from afar? How did that come about? If you don't mind us asking. Uh, no problem. Um, man, people say this is a relationship business, and it really is. So the AAU program that I played for um, under David Nazra, Coach Leggins played for. Coach Benez were 10 years prior to me. Wow. So we're we're both Rockfish guys. Um, and, you know, Coach Benez, like he's he's been somebody in my life who's pushed me, like I said before, and, and and he's in my corner. I know that. So he used to get on legs nerves about, you know, me upcoming and telling him he got a young guy in the, in the, in the, in the stable and he's going to be ready. And uh, the kind of guy legs is, he listens to people he trusts. So, you know, one thing led to another. And you know, I've known Coach Leggins since I was 16, 17 years old. And I don't know if he remembers or not, but I remember one time I was coaching our AAU program at a tournament. You know how you coach at the high schools and you're like off like somewhere on the campus, like doing right. a little walkthrough somewhere right. in, front of the, in front of the 200 wing somewhere. Right. And I remember going through a walkthrough and I remember looking back and he was like standing behind me, like watching. Um, and then he proceeded to watch it then that game in which we lost some Seattle team by three, I think. 
like it was at Westminster High School. I remember it vividly. Um, and then you fast forward life and here I am working for him. So uh, he's always known about me. He got to know who I am through Dave and we did speak to each other. We knew who each other were. And uh, we built a relationship over time. Like we really actually did though. Uh, they got to a point where we just talk about food and movies. We wouldn't even talk about basketball um, a lot of the times leading up prior to him hiring me. Like we didn't know, I didn't know it was going to happen like that. He's right. just, in my mind, that's just my big brother. And, you know, we talk about life and stuff here and there sometimes. And he gave me advice. So every kind of move that I've made in my career, like he's given me his opinion about it and I asked for it. And that's how that thing went. So. Worked out good. Yeah. Last one before I give you the the one on one with Eli. Tell us about the TBT. What that experience was like being a coach. Uh, How did you get linked up with Bayheim's Army, and then you led the Army. That's why I had my fatigues on today, so I could be ready. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you led the Army to the championship. Tell us, take us through that a little bit. Man, um, it was it was a weird little process because I got to Portland. After my first start day at Portland was April nineteenth. And I think Adam called me maybe a month later. So I'm in the midst of like wanting to do it, just naturally wanting to do it because it's hoop. I mean, everybody knows what TBT is. Yep. Uh, but at the same time, knowing that I just got here, I was going to miss a weekend of recruiting, uh, having to ask legs, like, is it okay if I leave for X amount of time? Like, I'm just like, okay, if this was training camp start, then we possibly maybe win the whole thing. I'm going to be gone for almost three weeks. Like, um, and hey, I remember, hey, can I leave now? <laughs> <laughs> all right, right. Good looks, but I'm about to go do this. Um, right. So, you know, Adam Weitzman, he, he called me, which is a really good friend of mine. Um, and again, me being from under hop and going to Orangeville with Tony and Tyler being Tony's son and Devendorf knowing Tyler. And that would, like, that's really just how it naturally organically went. I just was in the spot when stuff was going off. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and Devendorf are good friends. I didn't met Adam through him. Um, Adam then joined the Bayheim Army program this summer, in which he was always a support of because him and Coach Bayheim are like best friends. Um, and just through me and Adam's friendship and our relationship, he called and asked me if I wanted to coach. Uh, and I remember when he called me, asked me, we hung up, and then Eric texted me, said, Yeah, let's go. So I called Eric, like, Hey, bro, does he want me to just be on the staff or do you actually want me to be the head coach? He said, No, the head coach. <laughs> I said, oh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I had all these ways in my mind about how I was going to ask legs if I could do it and how I could patch it up and make it sound good. Right. Uh, and I remember, man, asking who's in the car together. I was actually was going to wait a couple of days, but we was alone and we was just rocking. I was like, man, let me just ask. I didn't even finish my whole little spill before. He's like, man, go have fun. Go do it. That's cool. um, and that's just the kind of guy he is. That's what he's, that's just how he is, how he operates. Yeah. Um, so. Did that, man. I I was coaching Tyrese Rice and Eric Devendorf and uh, DJ Kennedy, DeAndre Kane, dudes who I grew up watching on TV. Right. I mean, half the team, half the team was older than me. I was going to say almost all of them are. (laughs) Yeah. Half the team was older than me. Um, And then the other half, and then all of them had better playing careers than I did. So it was one of the things, man, where my goal at the end of the day, prayerfully, is to be a head coach one day. I, I, I prepare myself to do that. So I just have a library of stuff on my hard drive. And through all my work prior, I just was pulling from my hard drive and my library and um, I prepared in that sense. Yep. Um, and I just think I got a good feel. I played myself. I think I've got a good feel for people and how to communicate and 
fortunately for me, I had a good group of high character guys. And Tyrese Rice is like the consummate professional. So he was a leader of the ship and he rocked with me. So that always helps right. for sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, fortunately for me, they listened to me. And, you know, I just, I, when they said we had arguably the most talented team in the TBT history, I said, oh, man, here we go. Of course, all I got to do. <laughs> don't mess <laughs> so, it up. <laughs> man, just don't mess it up. Uh, so that's kind of how that went, man. We had a great group of guys. We had a lot of resolve. Uh, if you watch them games, resiliency was probably our number one attribute yeah um and obviously you need a level of talent so it was fun more than anything it was fun um for me personally i think it was validating in the way that i see the game and how it should be played yeah um and that's it and, and you look up and six games later we won the whole thing it was fun it was really fun it was something i'll, I'll never forget absolutely and leading into this great start to portland i'll let uh eli take it from here and talk about the pilots a little bit yeah yeah absolutely uh i think just going back to to your background it it seems like so many of of the ways that you've been able to make different career adjustments and take down different paths have been through building connections and having networks and you saying that you've known coach Legan since since you're like 16 or 17 uh it does does this type of network or marketing or communications role does that stem from anything like in your education or your family or or, or is it just kind of the nature of the business for you? Uh, I think foundationally it starts with my mother. Mm. She was always really big on me speaking, being eloquent, opening my mouth, talking to people with respect. Uh, so it's just been ingrained in me so long to open my mouth and talk to people. Um, and I think just by the grace of God, I just have some natural abilities and connecting with people and uh, and that kind of thing. And you know, I've gotten to the point now where I know a lot of people. So sometimes it's like, and I think at this age, I'm 31, everybody knows a lot of people. So it's like, I just, when I think of people, I just text them right there in the moment. Like if I thought of you, I might not, I'm not doing it to have a full long conversation with you. But for me personally, like it's better. I can't be like, oh, I'm gonna hit Eli like in a few days. Mm. Man, I'm gonna forget that so fast. Like I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna be a month later, I never hit you. Yeah. So just in the moment, I, I, I pick my phone up and I text right then and there. Um, Especially, and I think in the beginning when you're younger, like you're doing this, like, oh my gosh, who can I talk to? Who can I give my car to? Like, I want to talk to him and I want to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of the day, man, like we're all still humans. Um, you're gonna, you know, you, you're gonna get in with people that you're like and that you share similarities with and that type of thing. And I think that's kind of like how it's been for me. Everybody I've coached under and coached with, um, I don't have any coaching horror stories. Like we all kind of, we all really, I've meshed with all the staffs I've been on. Um, I have really good relationships with all my past staff still. Um, and our staff now, like we flow, um, like legs is legs and Coach Suarez and Coach Lippo. I mean, I'm two months younger than Bobby and I'm two months younger than Coach Suarez and I'm a few years younger than Coach Lippo. So like, we're all really young and we just figure it out and we get it, we work hard and we have fun through working hard. And, um, but the foundation of my networking abilities, I guess you want to say, like that comes from my mother and her just, you know, pushing that down my throat a little bit to open my mouth and uh, be proactive. You mentioned falling in love with basketball at the age of seven. And uh, I think a lot of a lot of us who grew up in Hooper actually took that into professional career coaching. I think that's an age that a lot of people were first exposed to the game. Is Is there a particular moment or a person who led you towards that point of like oh i'm i want to be a coach when i'm 
25 or 30 or this is what I really want to do uh, with my life once I get older? Is, is there a particular moment or something that just clicked for you that, that made that happen? Um, well, then on that front, that starts with my father. Okay. Uh, he, he had coached, he had played and coached a little bit. Uh, I, I, I don't know if I, I can't remember if I was born when he was coaching, but he, he did coach. And then I remember just being at his games all the time, his adult league games all the time. Um, just wanting to always play and not understand. Now I'm older thinking like I was like eight years old trying to play with 27 year old dudes, <laughs> um, thinking I could have an impact on the game. Um, but that starts with my father. He put the ball in my crib kind of deal. Um, and I just really loved it so much. Um, and I think I just understood at a really young age that I couldn't play forever. I don't know why at seven I had that realization, but I did. And um, I knew I wanted to. I remember a story my auntie told me that I didn't remember. Uh, Monty Dana, she basically was like, uh, she's like, Jay, you remember when I asked you what you want to be and grow up? I said, I want to go to the NBA. She said, well, well, what do you want to do if you don't go to the NBA? I said, oh, well, I want to coach it then. And she said, I looked her dead in the eyes and like made that statement to her. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, and she told me that story about a couple years, about a couple years ago. I didn't remember it, but I just knew, man, it, it was something that I really wanted to do and just be around the game. But, you know, my, I have a really great family who loves and supports me. They've always have. Um, so anything I put my head towards, they push it. And, uh, you know, but that the basketball aspect, that's, that comes from my father for sure. So for, for me personally, and, and Brian's got his deal with the Texas guys. He loves the Texas guys. And he'll always yes, he put does. For Those them. are his guys. Uh, yeah. So so for me, growing up in the Pacific Northwest in the Seattle area, whenever I get a chance to to uh, have someone on who, who's from Seattle or has made a stop in Seattle, I, had, I have to ask and, and have to show some respect there. So I know mm-hmm. you had your GA stop at Washington with Mike Hopkins, and mm-hmm. clearly he's had a big impact on your career and where it's gone. So I'd, I'd love to know what that experience was like working in Seattle and, and also working alongside Hopkins and, and what he's meant for your career. Uh, I mean, even prior to, to going to physically being in Seattle, uh, you know, I, I one of my best friends growing up, Coach Romar was her uncle. So the initial plan was for me to, like, do my – graduate admission stuff and just get into school, be able to get into school. Mm-hmm. And Coach Romar, unfortunately, he was let go. And I'm already feeling like I'm in the business already. Like, oh my gosh, I thought I had an opportunity. He gets let go. Like, what am I going to do next? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> fast forward and, you know, I get on with Coach Hop anyway. He takes me on, which I appreciate. Uh, but I loved it. Um, it was kind of surreal for me to be at Washington because I grew up watching Washington basketball um, more than any other collegiate program. Um, just because my best friend's uncle was the head coach there for so many years and going to games and being at her house and watching their games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for me personally, being able to work at Washington was kind of surreal, to be honest with you. Uh, it wasn't far from home. And Coach Hop, was, is, he's a great guy. If you know him, it's to love him. Uh, he cares. He shows you how to be a really good person in, in, this, in this tough business. Um, he want everybody's families to be around. Like he makes it a real familial thing. And, you know, the love and support that he gave me as far as my career goes and just taking me in as a person. Like me going to Orangeville wouldn't happen if it wasn't like it wasn't for Coach Hop. Uh, because I just trusted him. And if I didn't trust him, I wasn't taking myself from Los Angeles. Like I'm from L.A. going all the way to Toronto and living there for two years in the snow in a different country. Uh, so my experience there was great. Cameron Dollar was somebody I spent every day with. Uh, Will Conroy is like my big brother, and, and Dave Rice, that's my guy. Like, it's my guy. I talked to Coach Rice last week a little bit. So 
I had a great staff, man, and, and they were all really good people. And it showed me that you can survive in this business while still remaining um, a good human being. It was great. I loved it. I'm jump, I'm jumping back in with my fatigues. I'm I'm we're good though. We're good. My fault. <laughs> You're all good, my guy. Uh, I just want to ask about this, this particular team. I know I know Eli's going to lead into this. So I'll let him go. Go ahead, Eli. Oh yeah, I, I was I was going to transition towards now working with with Coach Leggins and and building this staff together and building this roster together. What's the I mean, you guys clearly are off to a good start, and, and Portland's been a program that's that's had its fair share of struggles in recent years, and you guys have already turned the tide and, and get off, gotten off to a good start. What do you think has been most important in establishing this, and what are you looking to establish within the Portland program? Man, it starts at the top. It starts at the top. Uh, Coach Legs, man, he's, he's a different kind of cat. Uh, he's a really good person. Really good person. I tell people all the time. The only reason I'm hired here now is because of the kind of person that he is. Like he likes to deal with people that he trusts. He likes to have fun. Um, and if you know him, he's he's really he keeps everything close to the chest. So his energy and passion for the game, I learn every day from this guy. Um, and I think as assistant coaches, I think a lot of times like you want to be with somebody that uh, that you trust that you trust and and I and I trust him wholeheartedly. I know he works hard, really hard. Sometimes you gotta try to slow him down a little bit. Like, hey man, like you gotta last. You only 40. So um I'll be trying to tell him, man, like you gotta go to sleep. I'm looking at text messages at what time they're sent. Like, hey dude, like what are you doing? Like, <laughs> like then I'll see him in the morning. I'm like, yep. <laughs> I get him to sleep. Um so you know I'll give it our relationship. I'll get to joke with him a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, but it starts at the top, like his energy and his passion and, and his vision for this place. Um, he, he makes you a believer. And if you're not a believer, like he's going to see it and he's going to say something. Mm -hmm. um, so being here with him during these times, man, is really special. And uh, we've, we're eight and four now. And one of the better starts that Portland basketball has had. And, uh, you know, we got three games left and trying to go three and out the next three. But. Starts at the top, his energy, his passion, his love for this place. He man, he was at Eastern 13 years. He's a loyal guy. Uh, and he wants the best for everybody in the program, from our best player down to our freshman student manager. Like he'd bring you in, have one-on-ones with you, ask you your vision and how he can help you. And he really he takes it to heart. Uh, shows you how to work. I've learned from him, man, which is really good. So uh, being here with doing this time is special. Yeah, we'll let Eli get one more, and then mine is going to be funny question, funny story before we go. Yeah, so as as far as this team is concerned, are you, your top four scorers now are transfers. Two of them came over with Coach Leggins. Uh, who stood out individually and who's taken on some of the, the leadership roles on this team with it being a new staff and, and a pretty uh, new roster? Who's Who do you think has stepped up into leadership roles and, and kind of taken that, that lead from there? Well, I think naturally our three Eastern guys, Tyler Robertson, Mike Meadows, and Jack Perry, naturally kind of just um, lead the ship because they've been with Leg their entire careers. Uh, I mean, Mike redshirted for Leg, and he's our starting point guard now. So, like, just his journey, Mike's journey, like, just shows you loyalty and hard work and trust and what it can lead, what it can do for you. Uh, and he's solid for us at the point guard. He doesn't really turn it over. 
I mean, he knows legs. So, like, he learned legs played a cow in Fresno State. So, I mean, our head coach is a point guard. So, um, our point guard, he's leading us right now. And they just been with him a long time. They just know how he ticks. And they try to help the guys out in that way. Uh, Tyler Robertson has been really, really good for us. I mean, look at the numbers. I mean, he's he's playing well. Like, we need him to play well for us to be successful. Uh, Moses Wood is a transfer, started off at Tulane, last is at UNLV. Um, he's coming in. He's having the best season of his collegiate career now. And then Chris Austin is also having the best season of his collegiate career, in which Chris Austin is another former Rockfish kid. So uh, we got some guys that we had, we've, you know, that we've known about for a long time or probably physically been with. And uh, we got a sophomore class who are, 21 to 23 years old so they're a little older by nature but they're still young and at the same time you know there's 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 the transition stage so we think just because they're older that they're just going to get it right away and they're not like they're human beings um so it takes time and we're figuring it out on the fly we're figuring it out through some tough wins and we're figuring it out through some humbling losses so um we got some guys that we're willing to lose with because they're high character kids and they're talented and they want to get better and they want to win just as much as we do. So uh, our guys, are they're stepping up between Moses, Chris and Tyler and Mike and Jack. Those guys steered the ship and, uh, you know, we're on their backs when we're rocking with them. Love it. Love it. Um all right, funny story time. Let's see the comedian. Let's see what kind of, let's see what you got in your bag over there, man. I know you got oh, some man. in your hard drive. <laughs> Let's see what you got in your, in, your, in your comedy drive right now. Let's see what you got. It can be off the floor, on the floor, coaching, family, whatever. Just give us something uh, today before we close that's a funny story with, with Pope. A funny story with Pope. Oh, man. It's like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes like you watch a movie that's really hilarious, and then by the time the movie ends, you don't remember nothing that was funny. You, just, <laughs> like, you remember one joke. That means your whole life is having Man, oh, funny stories. B, to be honest, man, I can't, like, I can't really think of none. Did you forget your clipboard one time when you were head coaching for TBT? Did you slam the board and it hit somebody and then you had to go back and make it up? Did you uh, leave your your dress shoes and you had to wear some uh, tennis shoes one day? What, what we got? What we got? Uh, I do remember that my life flashed before my eyes one time when I first got to Toronto. Uh, it was our first away game, and I had never driven in snow before, ever. And I, honestly, I used to think never, never snow really was like you never seen it before. To be honest, never seen it before. <laughs> uh, I used to think snow was like this, like Disney, like thing, like. Man, snow so dirty and messy and muddy, bro. <laughs> Man. Then we got a little bit of connection issue. Let's see if we can get Coach to come back. Got a little, little connection issue there. I think he's coming back. And, yeah, okay, there we go. Can you hear us? We good. Yeah, tell us about the snow, the Orangeville, the – Final story. Uh, yeah, so we uh, we 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 getting back to to campus. Not Disney snow. It's dirty and messy. I got it. Yeah, it ain't Disney snow for sure. Um, <laughs> but I'm turning back to campus and it's snowing, 
and uh and I'm driving I'm about to make a left into the parking lot but I'm driving normal not knowing like that the brakes was not knowing that the brakes was gonna sputter and that it was wet and slippery right so man I hit a left and I start gliding and I'm just like looking at the little side little bank I said oh this is about to get really bad and then like last second it finds traction it goes on I was shook I literally told my boss I said Tony I don't want to drive for another week bro yeah. I said, as long as it's snowing, I'm not on drive duty. I'm cool. Um, and I always, you know, thought like the snow was cool. You see it on movies and think it's like, man, it ain't like that at all. <laughs> it's, just, it's a different deal. I'll, I'll take my West Coast rain and live with it. Now, does it snow in Portland? I would think so, right? You, you up there? Uh, I heard it snows rain. Like, rain. like three days or something, like in the year or something. Okay. And it like shuts the city down because like the city is not prepared, like built to handle snow. But, like and it's, so it's gonna be crazy when they when it does snow because I'm used to when it snows like salt trucks coming out, putting boots on. Like at this point, I'm prepared now. Like I got so many coats in my closet now. At this point, it's like, <laughs> man, I'm ready for it. But apparently, I guess it kind of shuts the city down for two to three or four days because they just not built to prepare for it. So we'll see. But I heard it does snow. Yeah, this, the sun, the sun's right for Seattle and Portland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So as long as you got a rain jacket with a hoodie, you're good. Oh yeah, I'm good. My winter, my winters. My winter stuff, I'm stopped. Yeah, I figure so. I figure so. Uh, yeah. Well, Coach, congratulations on the awesome start. Uh, tell Coach, your head coach, we said hello and look forward to connecting with him sometime down the road. Keep up Definitely. the great work Portland. Love to see you guys get off of such a great start. And uh, I I knew it. I saw – where did I see Pope at? Uh, uh, was that the DJ thing? The, the, it was uh, um, Pooh's thing. Pooh's thing uh, in June. Arizona? Uh, I saw you at that. I'm talking about the first time. Maybe it wasn't when I saw you. Maybe it was when I talked to you. <laughs> anyway, gotcha. reached out, and I was like, yeah, you're going to make it in this thing. I don't even know your whole story, but I just knew. I did say that. I did, you say did tell that. me that. I did say that. And this guy's like, who is this guy on my phone, man? I'm hanging this up. <laughs> no, you, did, you did tell me that, D, man. It's like I tell you all the time, man. I, I appreciate your blind support for whatever I give off to, to, you know, for you to feel that way about me, man. I'm grateful. I know you've been in this deal a long time, man. So I appreciate your friendship and our relationship to this point. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, thanks for coming on, man. We'll let you get any last words and we'll uh, let you get ready for Christmas holiday and your last three games before conference play. Oh, yeah, man. We need to go 1-0 Friday night. Happy holidays to everybody. And uh, I'm really blessed and grateful and honored to be here. So uh, that's first and foremost, man. It's a tough business and uh, we're going to keep pushing and working every day. No doubt. Well, appreciate you, Pope. My guys, it's a pleasure. Y'all have a good one. Thanks. As always, we let Eli shut down the show. Pope obviously showing his uh more to his story and why he is where he is and um his authenticity and sincerity for his journey. We'll let Eli shut it down with Portland Pilots. Yeah, well, if you got the soft spot for the Texas guys, and I and I feel the same way about any any love for the Pacific Northwest in Seattle. So um, no I know it's it's just a it's a quick stop in in Pope's journey, but you know, having the familial connection with Lorenzo Romar, who's highly regarded around this area, and, and growing up watching UW, it's it's really cool and and awesome to see his journey too. And through networking, to now get this opportunity to work with a phenomenal head coach, Shante Leggins, and and he's going to be a fixture in the sport for years and years to come. And he he knows this game super well, and I think it's already. Evident with how Portland has started the season to get off to one of their best starts in program history. And 
Um, they're going to they're going to make some teams nervous in the WCC. I know we talked about uh, right. with Golden yesterday about the depth of this league, and Portland's absolutely contributing to that depth. And they've got, uh, as Pope said, three transfers from Eastern Washington that are playing at an extremely high level. Uh, and they've got Moses Wood, who's having his best year, and I know him back from his time in Tulane and UNLV. So they're they're making it work. They're playing an exciting brand of basketball and. Uh, this this isn't this is no longer the Portland team where you can just etch in the green W on your schedule. They're 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 going to surprise some teams and and uh, with with Legans running the show and a really great staff, I think they're well on their way. Yeah, they got some good ones coming up: San Jose State, Montana State, and UC Davis. So got some good challenges before they start conference play. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, happy for Pope. Happy for guys that can kind of. Uh, do the groundwork at the at the grassroots and ground levels of basketball and climb their way, pay their dues, and uh, he'll continue to rise in this business the longer he's in it and have success where he where he's at. And um, yeah, WCC's got some high level of basketball. I mean, it's it's as good as it's ever been, as deep as it's been that I can remember. When you're even talking about having two ranked teams along with two other teams that may get in that are quad one level teams, says a lot about the league. So. A lot of opportunities for big wins for the pilots. Looking forward to seeing how they do in conference play. And we appreciate Coach Pope for jumping on. And you can always find us YouTube, all access. You can find a Heat Check, uh, Heat Check CBB online and on Twitter. And uh, yeah, you know where to find us. If you don't, then you sleep. So wake up. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.